Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's Wednesday, September 6, 2023. Kamala Harris says she's ready to step into the role of president. May need to take over, Kamala says. Oh, you ready for that, America? Buckle up, James Comer subpoenas DHS Secret Service over tip-off of thwarted Hunter Biden interview. And again, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene joins the show. Very, very excited about it. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Make sure that you are watching our show and connected to us. We want to be able to reach you. This is going to be a crazy year. It's going to be insane. Are they going to try and take Trump off the ballot? Are they, what shenanigans are they going to try and do? They're not going to let Biden run. Are they really going to let Biden run? Are they really? Are they really? You sure about that? Don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, stay connected to us with Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is the phone that we use. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. When I say only, trust me, I mean only. Their dependable nationwide coverage is on all three major networks. That means you get the same coverage that you are accustomed to without the funding of the left. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending a message that you support free speech, religious freedom, and sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military 100% U.S.-based customer service. PatriotMobile.com slash Benny. PatriotMobile.com slash Benny or call 878-PATRIOT today. Get free activation with the offer code Benny. Okay, so. If you had a cell phone back in the year, what's this clip? What's this clip from? I'm gonna show you something. We went back in the archives. We found something very special. This clip is from, I think, like 2007. I'm gonna show you a clip of Joe Biden. I'm gonna show you a clip of based Joe Biden. Something I've never done on this show. I'm gonna show you a clip of Joe Biden where I'm like, whoa, whoa. I might actually like, whoa. What's I? I, I might actually like, what's it? What's this guy on? Hold up. Like, I may actually, like, consider what he has to say. I'm going to show you a clip of Joe Biden that we, we've never shown on this show before. It's a famous one from the archives where Joe Biden went on a very popular show at the time and meet the press. Of course, it's a complete dumpster heap at this point. But back in the day, this was like the biggest show on TV. Tim Russert anchored the show. And Joe Biden, who was a senator at the time in 2006 which is when this clip is from, went on that show and said a few things that we thought were quite interesting. And I want to direct your attention to how he says them. Please watch. Handbasket. We are desperately concerned about the circumstance relating to uh, avian flu. We don't have enough vaccines. We don't have enough police officers. And we're going to debate the next three weeks, I'm told, gay marriage a flag amendment, and God only knows what else. I can't believe the American people can't see through this. We already have a law, the Defense of Marriage Act, where we've all voted, not where I voted and others said, look, marriage is between a man and a woman, and states must respect that. Nobody's violated that law. There's been no challenge to that law. Why do we need a constitutional amendment? Marriage is between a man and a woman. What's the game going on here? And the game going on here, Joe says. What's the game going on here? More importantly, though, ladies and gentlemen, what Joe Biden is saying there, 
which is a, a bit prescriptive. It sort of shows you the extreme chameleon-like transactional nature of Joe Biden being like, obviously, obviously, marriage is between a man and a woman. Who cares? Now, Joe Biden is consistent on something. He's like, we don't have enough vaccines. There's a flu going around. We don't have enough vaccines. Joe Biden, always the dependable shill for any big corporation that is putting dollars in his pocket, whether it be banks or whether it be big pharma. So Joe Biden at least consists on some things, but on other things, Joe Biden's in there, marriage between man and a woman. What's the game going on here? But more importantly, ladies and gentlemen, you have Joe Biden in a position where he is speaking coherently, quickly, making his points and having sort of a jump from nodes of thought, right? Like, so that, those are the things that you start, you start to really see collapse when you hit certain uh, levels of brain deterioration, right? We, ha we have a thought process actually on why Joe Biden's brain may be deteriorating uh, extremely quickly. Very interesting little video that a doctor uh, surfaced into our feed. And uh, it sort of, sort of talks you through the deterioration of Joe Biden in a beautiful way. A plastic surgeon does. We'll play that for you in just a moment. Ladies and gentlemen, what you see, though, are the nodes of thought, right? Being able to go from one idea to the next, connecting them in a way that makes sense, that creates an argument. This is, of course, extremely important in politics, and this is what Joe Biden used to do. You saw there in that clip. What's the game going on here? Marriage is between a man and a woman. Ladies and gentlemen, please observe Joe Biden from today. Watch. If they have to pay out $159,000 billion lead, <laughs> less for prescription drugs, then it reduces the deficit. Oh, okay. You know what? Every AJ's 80, every old man can sort of stumble into the brain fog of the morning. Some mornings I need some extra coffee. So this clearly isn't something that we can play tape after tape after tape after tape of, right? Right? Right, Rolls Royce? You know how much? You know how much I'm going to do with the deficit this year? One trillion five hundred thousand reduced. Do we have the do we have the clip from Bruce Almighty? Poo poo pee pee. What was he saying there? You remember that clip? Suppose it Jim Carrey and Steve Carell. Oh man, it doesn't stop there. It never stops. This is of course the most broadcast event that the president uh, is a part of. It's something called the State of the Union. You'd assume that if they were going to pump Joe full of a cocktail. Well, they'd be using this scenario to do it. They were going to put your best foot forward for a president that spends 40% of his time on vacation. They would use the State of the Union to make sure that he was propped up correctly and marionetted correctly. Oh, no. Make no mistake. If you try anything to raise the cost of presenting jobs, I will veto it. They didn't pass it. They didn't veto it. Now, you might wonder why this is all happening. You may wonder who's actually behind all this. And our show has been really nailing the true power structure behind Joe Biden. There's a really interesting clip here 
that we have been stating for a, quite a while uh, that it is not Joe Biden. It, there's a mistake. There's mirages that are created, right? PR mirages. Where they, they sacrifice people, right? And PR is all about what are you sacrificing, right, in order to, to keep power and get your message out and to advance uh, your priorities and your agenda. They sacrifice Hunter, right? So, uh, Hunter's fighting to stay out of jail right now. We'll bring you that report in a second. They're sacrificing Hunter. They're saying, oh, yeah, Hunter, he's on drugs and he's always been a messed up. You, you, you've seen the slow meat grinder coming for Hunter for a while. But it's not about Hunter. But it's not really even about Joe Biden. Do you really think that guy's in charge? Again, if you like, again, if, if you like put all the pieces together, you'll realize that Joe Biden ain't in charge of anything. In fact, all you have to do is look at his own staff who will tell you straight up who's actually in charge. His own staff will reveal to you What's actually happening inside of the White House? Who's pulling the strings? Just listen to their words. It's quite obvious. President Ob President Biden every single day, and I love working for President Ob President Biden every single day. So today, as you all saw just an hour or so ago, President Obama announced that, pardon me, President Biden. Whoa. If, if I could make an arrangement where, um, I had a, a, a stand-in, a front man or front woman, and, and they had an earpiece in, and I was just in my basement in my sweats looking through the stuff, and then I could sort of deliver the lines, but somebody else was uh, doing all the talking and ceremony. My sense is, my strong sense is that he has a heck of a lot of influence, and he's actually pulling the strings. What do you make? Well, you've got the biographer, Mr. Guerra, who wrote a, uh, a, a very definitive biography on Barack Obama's younger years, saying that there are people from the White House going in and out of Barack Obama's home in Washington, D.C. on a regular basis. He certainly thinks he's pulling strings, and I think he's probably got pretty good reasons to believe that that's exactly the case. We have been stating on this program for a very long time because we've worked in Washington, D.C. for 15 years. We have been amongst those circles. I have asked questions in the White House press briefing. I've worked for large corporate media companies, and I've been a reporter on Capitol Hill, and we have considerable sources throughout Washington. It is quite clear that the Obama administration is in its third term right now. No one has changed. Literally, the people are still the same. Actually, Obama just graduated into a much larger series of mansions all around the world than the White House. They still has Joe Biden in there. They still have all the people. His own press secretary is like, I really love working for Barack Obama. Both of them at the start of that clip. And then his biographer, David Garrow, who we refer to you often, a Tablet Magazine article where David Garrow is interviewed and saying, no, 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 you don't understand. It's not Joe Biden running anything. Joe Biden is a marionette. He's puppeted around by Barack Obama. It's become quite clear that much like Hunter is a cutout for the crimes of Joe Biden, that Joe Biden is a cutout for Obama. And that at go when you are to go at these concurrent scandals inside of our nation and you are to go at the actual root of what's happening here, it's going to be Obama with whom the feet – lie all of your problem all your concurrent scandals the threads you pull them and they all coalesce 
one individual, one person with one very creepy past that we'll get to. Tucker Carlson doing a bombshell interview tonight with a man named Larry Sinclair. And we'll talk about Larry Sinclair in just a moment. So what you see here in this circumstance is the uh, eventual sacrifice, okay? These people are very much into sacrifice. This is why they were very upset when Roe v. Wade uh, was struck down. They are into sacrifice. You'll see the sacrifice of other people's careers. Now, Barack Obama has already gone to the White House and humiliated Joe Biden, called Joe Biden personally the, the vice president to his face, wandered around the room and ignored Joe Biden. You remember the clips. Joe Biden is effectively finished, we believe. They're not donating into Joe Biden's presidential campaign. He's not running a campaign. Joe Biden is preparing actually for impeachment. He's hired a bunch of lawyers and hired a bunch of Clinton people. Joe Biden, we'll see if he barely survives this impeachment. We'll see what happens. But it seems to be that the long knives are out for old Joe. Everyone can see that Joe Biden is indeed falling apart. And so that brought our attention to a very interesting interview that dropped this morning from Kamala Harris. Where Kamala Harris, who has often fantasized about further power gobbling, which is her, seems to be her only actual verifiable quality, trait, skill, and talent, she seems to have often been fantasizing about the power gobbling of further office. And now she's openly fantasizing about becoming president, something that hasn't happened something that I think is quite interesting here. She is doing it now on camera, talking about how ready she is to replace Joe Biden while the concurrent scandals surround Joe Biden with everyone knowing, everyone well aware that Biden will go down in flames in an instant. Not a single tear would be shed in Washington, D.C. if Joe Biden was impeached or put in prison. No one would care. Joe Biden is simply a cutout for Barack Obama. Would Kamala Harris be a better or more effective cutout for Barack Obama. That is the nature of the Democrat Party right now. The nature of the Democrat Party is who is the best stand-in for Barack? Kamala Harris in our cringe alert for the morning saying, it's me, pick me, power gobbler, go. Question of the president's age often go hand in hand with questions about how you would step in the role, you know, if necessary. Do you feel prepared for that possibility? Uh, and serving as vice president prepared you for for that job? Yes. Um, and how would you you know describe the, that that process? Which process? Like as far as, you know, being ready for that. that, for that well, first of all, let's. I'm answering your hypothetical. Um, but Joe Biden's going to be fine, so that is not going to come to fruition. But let us also understand that every vice president, every vice president, understands that when they take the oath, that they must be very clear about the responsibility they may have to take over the job of being president. I am no different. Hmm. Oh, Joe Biden will be fine. She said, is that a weird thing to say? The president will be fine. Is that what you say? That's what you say when you come home and you had a terrible day to your spouse. I'm fine. What does that mean? What exactly does that mean? Kamala Harris saying, I'm prepared. 
I'm prepared to take over as president. Kamala Harris did actually become president for about 85 minutes. Here's a headline from two years ago. Kamala Harris became the first woman with presidential power for 85 minutes when Joe Biden went in for a uh, colonoscopy. Oh, boy. So Joe Biden went under anesthesia in a uh, hospital setting at Walter Reed, a routine annual physical, and he had to go get something. I don't remember what it was that Joe Biden, he was a routine colonoscopy. There it is. Okay. Routine colonoscopy. So instead, the nation got the Kamala Harris colonoscopy for 85 minutes. Kamala Harris had all the power. What exactly did she do with it? Um, well, we're not exactly sure, but we do have some insights, ladies and gentlemen, as to what Kamala Harris may exactly uh, look like or become if given all of the presidential power. Uh, and it's not pretty. Observe. I just love the idea of exploring the unknown. And then there's other things that we just haven't figured out or discovered yet. Other. You guys are going to see. You're going to literally see the craters on the moon with your own eyes. Oh my goodness. With your own eyes. I'm telling you, it is going to be unbelievable. It gives us a sense of the magnitude of it all. Earth is kind of small, yeah. <laughs> right? The Earth is like a speck. Yeah. We have designed, I mean, look at the design of this thing. And the people and the smart people and the scientists and the engineers came up with the idea. Look at the design of the thing. The world's kind of small. You're going to see Darth with your own eyes. God help us. Okay, so God help us, though, on both sides of this situation, because we're kind of like effed either way, right? Yesterday, Joe Biden did something. I mean, it's becoming hard. It's becoming hard to really bundle together how terrible things are becoming at the White House. There's a Medal of Honor ceremony yesterday. Medal of Honor. I'm a big patriot, obviously. I love this country. I have military veterans in my own family. I have cops in my own family, people that serve their communities, serve their nation, and did so very honorably. And the Medal of Honor, of course, is your highest military honor that you can uh, bequeath to anyone. That's why the president often does this. There's a man named Larry Taylor at the White House yesterday. He's a Vietnam War pilot who flew his plane in to go pick up American soldiers who were under fire and who were presumably already lost. He flew his uh, helicopter in, dropped down, picked up these guys. Total hero, this guy. And Joe Biden had him at the White House to give him this, the highest honor awarded by our nation's military. And Joe Biden... Uh, seemingly forgot where he was and what he was doing, walked right out of the ceremony, mid-ceremony, everyone in the room being like, what the fuck is going on? What's going on with this guy? This is why Kamala Harris is like, yes, I am ready. I am ready to do the job. Let me do it. Because everyone can see this. Watch. So Joe Biden walked out before the prayer, left the American hero standing there with tears in his eyes, betrays the, just spits on him effectively, just turns his back on him and walks out. 
Joe Biden just turns his back on him and walks out. Did you see everyone there? We did a video where we broke down every single person. Like, everyone's like, Lloyd Austin, the guy who's like in charge of the DOD. Like, everyone's like staring at Biden as he walks out. The White House feed, they cut the feed. You're never supposed to do that. They, they, they cut the feed. They're like, what the hell is he doing? What the hell is he doing? Cut the feed. What's going on with this guy? What's going on with this guy? Is it dementia? Recent polling shows that 26% of respondents say that Joe Biden is old, outdated, must retire, elderly, aging, senile, and dementia. Watch. I don't know, Katie, I, you know, I look at you go deeper into the NORC poll, the AP NORC poll, and it says, what is the first word or phrase that comes to mind when you think of Joe Biden? And this number is also big when you're talking about these things. I mean, you put them all together. None of these comments are good. It's 49 percent of the poll. But the number of one is 26 percent say the first thing that comes to mind is old, outdated, retire, elderly, aging, senile dementia <laughs> when you're talking about the current president of the United States. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'm about to show you something wild. Get a load of this. There's plenty of like cable news clips and we'll go there. You know, you have Fox News, you even have MSNBC now piling on with Joe Biden and the Atlantic. Oh, baby, the long knives are out. So I'll show you all that. But I would rather in this moment to punctuate this point, show you what a uh, one of the most successful plastic surgeons in the world has to say. This is a man who runs the largest plastic surgery firm in Beverly Hills. This is a man who is arguably the most successful plastic surgeon on earth. Now, he does reviews of the work that people have had done in their lives. This is going to absolutely, like, you're going to get stunned. I know, I know, you're going to be like, Benny, does it stop hyping this thing up? Like, it's, it can't be that great. I learned stuff. I do this every single day. I learned so much by watching this video of this surgeon go through the changes in Joe Biden. And when you are seeing the changes in Joe Biden, it really becomes more like the Darth Vader situation, right? He's more machine than man now. There's only so much plastic and plugs and filler and pharmaceuticals and chemicals that you can shove into a person before they they actually do like sort of lose their humanity, right? You ever seen those ladies with way too much plastic surgery and their faces don't move and they they, they like they they're all spaced out, maybe because of the medications, but maybe because of something else, maybe because this ain't natural. This isn't the way that God designed your body, dude. Look at what Joe Biden is like. Also, if you're a man and you're doing this kind of stuff. You're a particularly weak man. You're a low T man. Like men should be able to age and like get better with age. You should be able you should be able to like embrace the fact that you're just like aging and you got gray in your beard. That's fine. Wrin like wrinkles are a test of time. It's a good thing. No like only the most conceited, weird, freakish people like would do this to their body and this surgeon just nails Biden. Check it out. President Biden's colleagues are now accusing him of having too much plastic surgery. Do we think he's had plastic surgery? President Biden is now 82 years old. I think he's definitely had some plastic surgery. And I don't think it's necessarily recent plastic surgery. I think he's had procedures throughout the years. And he has some of the telltale signs of plastic surgery. Starting with his hair, we can see that even 30, 40 years ago, his hair was thinning quite dramatically. And then we see some signs that he underwent a hair transplant. 
procedure and probably one of the older techniques because you can see some of the unnaturalness to the hairline and, and the way that the hair was grafted. Secondly, if we look at his brow, there's some telltale signs there, particularly if we think about other actors like Burt Reynolds or singers like Kenny Rogers, he has that same look to the upper brow and upper eyes where there's an unnatural appearance to the lines. If we look at his brown lines on the side, normally they would come like this and come down slightly, but on him we see they're turned up and going this way. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's a little weird. What's going on with the, the eye line? Is that why Joe Biden has that like super creepy, uh, what's the right way to do it? Like super creep, like his eyes come up like this. Like what if, what if I did the show every morning? Like what if I came into the show one morning and like I kind of, like I had this kind of a face. Like what would you say? You'd be like, uh, hey guys, this is, um, this is a little weird. What's going on with you? Also, what kind of damage does it do to you when you're pumping that level of plastic into your body? That level of unnaturalness. I mean, you can see there in the 70s, Joe Biden's hair was already gone. He was bald as a Wuhan bat. But it gets worse. Watch. At some point, he definitely had some sort of a brow lift procedure. And in men, as I always say, it can make them look feminine or a little odd in the brow. And we see that in President Biden. Secondly, he has some telltale signs of a facelift. He definitely has slight pixie ears. We see again the pull on the side of his face. Also, when he's turned to the side in certain angles, we can see some of the signs near the ear and in the neck here, where it looks like at some point he had a facelift. Next, if we go to his eyes, we do see throughout the years that he had some prominent eye bags where he was looking tired. Then we see them kind of go away, come back a little go away. Also, you can see a change in his eye shape, possibly a little bit to the brow, but also the upper eyes and under his eyes, we can see again the signs that a lower blepharoplasty was done because his eye shape is quite dramatically changed here, as well a little bit of bunching of the skin there. Then I think throughout the years, he's probably done touch-ups with Botox and fillers, but overall, I think he's had a significant amount of plastic surgery throughout his career. What a wreck. The guy nailed, I mean, jeez. What kind of a freak, uh, men, men watching right now. What a weird thing, right? Like, why? Would you do that? Why would you do that? It doesn't make any sense. Why would you pull your eyebrows up and like get rid of the bags under your eyes and like pull your face back and do you see the weird different ears like why are there why does joe biden have like different ears he said he got pixie ears what the hell does that even mean royce what's a pixie ear i don't know rolls royce doesn't know i don't know what a what an ear is i like if i go home to my wife who's a medical professional i'm like honey you know i, just, I want pixie ears uh it's gonna be a weird night in the johnson household I'm going to sleep on the porch. Like, she'd tell me to be a man. Shut up. <laughs> so it's kind of a world. The, 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 okay, so the, 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 the resident of the United States has pixie ears and got his eyebrows turned up and his face pulled back. Maybe that's what's leading to some of this decline. There's only so much you can do. You can't fight it. Gravity and age and time comes for all of us the way God designed it. And even the people on MSNBC are starting to realize that. The MSNBC anchors are starting to ask about Joe Biden's age. I'm telling you, we see these things in trends. We see the trends building and working. 
throughout the system. You have to pay attention to left-wing media to see what they have planned for you next. Yesterday, it was all about Jill Biden has COVID and Whoopi Goldberg has COVID. Oh, interesting how they chose those two specific post-menopausal uh, wine aunt individuals to get COVID, right? Isn't that fascinating? Really curious, the timing there. On the same day, too. On the same day. Oh, yeah, and Jill Biden gets COVID. She was with Joe all weekend, and then Joe Biden goes into a room of elderly veterans. Hmm, a little strange, that. Oh, and Joe Biden's going to get a mask again. They're going to get a mask on Joe Biden because they don't want him to be able to speak, even on MSNBC. Watch. Gene is absolutely right. If you ask Democrats the question, yes, seven out of 10, that's a lot. I believe he's too old. And they said, well, you're going to vote for him. Well, yeah, of course I'm going to vote for him. I can't, I'm not going to go support Donald Trump. I guess the question is, is it enough of an issue for those independents, the people in the middle who may be still on the fence a bit? Yeah, I was just had this conversation with a few senior Democrats in the last couple of days, and they acknowledge that as much as they don't like talking publicly, they know the president's age is an issue and a real one. They understand it's a legitimate concern for voters. Okay, wait a second. You have like real panic time. When you have these individuals on MSNBC, when you have the people who are sports commentators like Stephen A. Smith straight out there saying you're too old to run for president, again, you are starting to see the formation of something happening. I don't know exactly what it is. Are they going to let him? Are they going to let him run? Are they going? Is he not a effective enough cutout for Obama? He's too gaff prone. He's too silly. He's too stupid. He's too corrupt, and they're going to toss him in the trash. We'll see. Stephen A. Smith isn't a free-thinking man. Stephen A. Smith is somebody who is obviously uh, owned by and operated by corporate America, ESPN, ABC, the network that was able to kill all of the Jeffrey Epstein reporting in order to help out Obama and company, Clinton and company. So Stephen A. Smith going on Sean Hannity's program and saying Joe Biden's too old? What's that about? Watch. But in the case of Biden, clearly he doesn't seem to be as cogent and as lucid as we would like him to be. My bigger point was this. It is a disgrace for the Democratic Party to call themselves progressives when they're virtually begging an 82-year-old man at election time to run for re-election. That is the point that I was making. You're supposed to be progressive, right? You're supposed to be moving forward. You're supposed to be thinking forward. You're supposed to be being innovative and younger and all of this other stuff. And you're leaning on the hopes and the prayers of an 82-year-old who would be Joe Biden. He's 80 right now. He'd be going 81. He'll be 82 at the time of re-election if that were to happen. To depend on him is an indictment against the Democratic Party. And the reason I brought up Gavin Newsom is because, listen— I am absolutely positively allergic to the high taxes in California. I can't stand them. To me, the state invents ways to take your money. It's just unbelievable to me. But to watch him sit directly face to face with you, Sean Hannity, and oh, go toe to toe the way that y'all did. Hmm. Oh, so Stephen Smith, the guy who is a Muppet for Democrat politics and policy, uh, Appealing to certain communities of sports watchers, men who watch sports. Again, the entire, the, the only reason I say that, there's nothing wrong with watching sports, but the entire industry hates you, right? The sports media industry despises the paying customer. So why is Stephen A. Smith allowed to go on Sean Hannity's show 
and to start hyping up Gavin Newsom. Why is Sean Hannity hyping up Gavin Newsom? Oh, I don't know. Why is Kamala Harris also from California saying, I'm ready to take the job as president? And why is the billionaire funding rag of the Democrat Party saying, Joe, you need to drop out now? Check this out from The Atlantic. From The Atlantic, published a month ago. Step aside, Joe. The president has no business running for office at the age of 80. Ah, yikes. Oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> this is very interesting. He has... Let me read to you one line that I think is uh, compelling. Biden has no business running for president at 80. I say this with con uh, considerable feeling, being in my late 60s and knowing that in my 70s are not far off. As a healthy, as any late middle-aged person, admittedly, I cringe at the world word old can be. But I know that at this stage, I do not have the energy I had a decade ago. Forget more things as my body does not does hurt when I wake up in the morning. A little voice in my head asks whether I am dead, and I do not know it yet. Uh, huh? Oh, okay. Well, that seems like a bit of a cliche. President Biden is 80 years old. If he gets reelected, he'll be 86 by the time his term expires. He will have spent, at the end of that time, nearly half a century as a senator, vice president, or president. Positions all calculated to inflate one's self-image, just like Joe Biden's plastic surgery, as president— he has surrounded himself with former aides and dutiful technocrats, no peers who can look him straight into the eye and say with gravitas, born of experience, self-confidence, Mr. President, I profoundly disagree. Perhaps this is what he has always done, but it is particularly striking now. So the Atlantic, are, the Atlantic owned by Steve Jobs' widow, is straight up saying, don't you dare run for president again. MSNBC is saying, don't run for president again. Stephen A. Smith is saying don't run for president again. And America is saying don't run for president again from the Daily Mail. Even more Americans think Joe Biden, 80, is too old to run again. 77%, including 69% of Democrats, say President Biden can't run the country for four more years. New polling. So what are they going to do? They got a bit of a problem. Got a bit of a problem. I got it. I got it. Just came to my head. Why don't you let the smartest wordsmith in all of Washington, the lady who accidentally tweets for the president of the United States, doesn't even know how to run X. Why don't you let her handle it? Ladies and gentlemen, our nuclear cringe for the day, cringe Jean-Pierre versus Peter Ducey asking if Joe Biden is a adult baby in diapers. Go. Ukraine, <laughs> President Biden is the oldest president in U.S. history. Why does White House staff treat him like a baby? No one treats the president of the United States, the commander in chief, uh, like a baby. So there's this book that says that's ridiculous. When staff ridiculous back what sounded like a call for regime change in Russia, the president, uh, quote, rather than owning his failure, he fumed to friends about how he was treated like a toddler. Was John Kennedy ever babied like that? So, look, uh, I'll say this. Um, there's going to be a range, always a range of books uh, that are uh, about every administration, as you know, uh, that's going to have a variety of claims. That is not unusual. That happens all the time. And we're not going to litigate those here. That's something that we're not going to uh, speak to. No, nobody, nobody, nobody babies the United States president. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's so delicious. Oh, man. KJP, nobody babies the United States president. And then cringe Jean Pierre sends out a tweet. When I ran for president, 
This is why. Delete, 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 delete. <laughs> so good. Investing in America means investing in all America. When I ran for president, I made a promise. <laughs> Nobody babies the president. Give me your phone, Joe. <laughs> Wrong account. Oh, man. These people are trying to uh, destroy our economy. These people are trying to destroy everything. They can't run their own X handle. They think they can run the most complicated and wealthy and diverse economy, sophisticated economy uh, in U U.S. history with the world standard of currency? No. And not for much longer. That is why I suggest you invest in gold. Please, please get rid of these lies these web of lies that are being spun by the government. I got so incensed when I saw this morning the the numbers, the job numbers. In, like in like every single job number this year has been revised downward. Some of them by 50%. The government is lying to you. And many smart governments are going back to the gold standard around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, now is the time to diversify your investments. Go with my friends at Allegiance Gold. Go with my friends at Allegiance Gold. And get up to $5,000 in free silver with a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithbenny.com today. Give them a call at 844-66-BENNY. Don't wait. Do not allow Joe Biden and his dementia to take control of your life savings, please. Uh, Republicans, if they have any say in the matter, hopefully will not allow this to happen. Uh, breaking from this morning, James Comer has subpoenaed uh, DHS and the Secret Service over a tip-off of the Hunter Biden interview. Very interesting. James Comer is ramping up on his committee. And of course, we will be joined by MTG here uh, momentarily to talk more about what she expects when Congress gets back from their delightful little Mai Tai margarita daiquiri vacations that they get for months at a time while getting paid $178,000 a year. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, James Comer is going to get back to work. James Comer, again, is a friend of the show. He's going to be on the show uh, sometime, I think, in the next week or two, and he's going to preview for us what is going to happen to Joe Biden. And we have been telling you it will be an impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden that will start when Republicans hit the ground running. They are beginning by creating, of course, all of the document, uh, document evidence that is required to present to the American people of how damn corrupt Joe is, as we have evidenced this entire show, even Democrats are turning on Joe Biden. Kamala Harris is turning on Joe Biden. <laughs> they can all see the writing on the wall. The subpoenas are firing out fast from these committees, and it is all in preparation for what's going to happen in the fall. Buckle up, baby. Watch. House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer has subpoenaed Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, several department aides, and Secret Service officials. He's looking for documents and testimony related to the Secret Service's alleged tip-off of the Biden transition team regarding a planned Hunter Biden tax probe interview in 2020. Comer's also accusing the agencies of obstructing a congressional investigation. Okay, so where do we go next? Where do we go next, ladies and gentlemen? Well, if you're obstructing justice, as we have talked about 
in this program time and time again. This is not complicated stuff. They try and make it complicated. They try and hide behind all these Ukrainian names. I've never seen so many consonants uh, in a single last name all smashed together. They try and hide behind all of these LLCs and all this complicated banking network. No, it's not that complicated. Joe Biden committed treason against our country by leveraging the taxpayer dollar against our interests in order to enrich his family. That's treasonous. He betrayed our country. And he did so by getting bribes in Ukraine. We have the handy little graphic here for you. This is a simple graphic that you can screenshot right now. We share it often. Joe Biden is a criminal and has committed impeachable offenses. Among some of the other misdemeanors, though, and high crimes that Joe Biden has committed uh, is obstruction of justice. James Comer uh, explains. And we have instance after instance throughout this whole investigation to where we've uncovered more information about where the IRS investigation into Hunter Biden, which, as we've heard from the IRS whistleblowers, was leading directly to Joe Biden, was obstructed. And I can tell you from uh, my experience over the past nine months leading this investigation of Biden's uh, all the influence peddling schemes that we've been obstructed at every turn, not only by the Biden attorneys, but also by the Department of Justice, by Homeland Security. Now, we've been obstructed by the media. We've been obstructed by Democrats on the House Oversight Committee, the FBI, and the list goes on and on. But we're still able to produce evidence, new evidence every week that no one knew beforehand. And I believe all this evidence that we've gathered, we're finally starting to piece it together and put together a timeline. And what we're finding is very concerning. Mm hmm. So we've been telling you the timeline of this will be very simple. They will gather the evidence. They will present it to the American people inside of the impeachment inquiry. That is what is necessary to get the corporate media to report on this. Do we have that hilarious clip of that? <laughs> that hilarious clip of that Washington Post reporter like a vampire getting hit with sunlight when he's asked about Hunter Biden and Joe Biden's crimes. This is the investigative reporter for the Washington Post, Philip Bump. There's only one way to get the corporate press to cover this, to wake up the American people. Obviously, you're going to need to have the impeachment inquiry dropping literally during the show, something that broke whilst we were live. The Daily Mail, Hunter Biden associate worked with the White House on a response to explain his Burisma work. Oh, interesting. So the White House is directly involved in protecting Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden lives at the White House. Incredible how the incidents of cocaine bags being found at the White House really have uh, quite a correlation to Hunter moving in. Republicans say emails sent on day of Biden's son's promise to get help from D.C. to ease corruption prove, prove collusion. Ooh, that's a special word I look forward to seeing in the lexicon more. The GOP is ramping up its investigation into the Biden family's decade-long influence peddling scheme. Hunter's business partners sent a series of emails with then-VP staffer Kate Bedingfield. Ooh. Uh, recently White House communications director Kate Bedingfield about how to respond to media requests about Hunter's Burisma role. Then-VP staff and his son Hunter's investigative firm exchanged over a thousand emails. Well, he was serving as the number two in the White House. There's so much evidence of this. It's going to be hard to keep track of it. I think the Republicans are laid out very nicely. 
The media, of course, doesn't want to touch it. They are responding like a vampire to a crucifix. When presented with this information, this clip is just hysterical. Philip Bump of the Washington Post, Mr. Investigative Reporter, asked about Joe Biden's crimes live on a podcast. Watch watch this react. Ah! (laughs) Go. What do you take from the text message to his adult daughter? Uh, hundreds of text messages. I have to give fifty percent of my income to Pop. I have no idea what that means. I don't. I have no idea what that means. Well, it's it's it's. it's it, I know it's circumstantial evidence, and you prefer that. No, what 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 could it I, be? I have no idea. But doesn't it? I don't know. Well, did, I appreciate has your. Has anybody has anybody asked her? I, I don't know. I don't know. Don't you think somebody should ask her? Okay. Like I, I'm not. I just said I don't know, and I don't know what to make of it. So I have nothing yeah, but, to say you, about it. Yeah, what, but doesn't I'm gonna say. Yeah, but you say there's no evidence. No evidence. But then there's a text message where he says, "I give Pop fifty percent of my money." That's that's evidence. Okay. Well, what? Okay. Fine. Fine. So that's evidence. I appreciate you having me on. It doesn't. It, that something like that. Who do you think is being more? I I listen to that. And I'm saying. Am okay, I? Am I? Okay, what, you, you can. You, I, think, I feel you want me to leave. Like just walk out in the middle of this you because that way you can. You, can, you can go. Right. Is this a standard? Really? This is the way the Washington Post handles people who disagree yeah, when, with when them. When I agree to be on for 45 minutes. Go. Go. And then go. I get on for an hour and 15. Yeah. Go, that after a while go, I go. Go. Thanks go. for having. I don't know what it means. I don't know what it means. Stop talking to me. Stop talking to me. (laughs) I love the cortisol pumping, estrogen filled energy of those in our corporate media. I love it when these people go on TV or go on podcasts because you're able to see how they react, like how they how they work, like what grimy, filthy, creepy people they are. I don't know. I don't know. Has anyone asked her? Well, I don't know. Well, isn't that your job? What, like, are you, you're the same people that like went on and on and on about something might have happened with Donald Trump in an elevator at some time? We don't know. A tape may exist. Stormy Daniels, Michael Avenatti. <laughs> Should Michael Avenatti run for president? You remember that? You remember that news cycle? Ooh, God, it's great. This is why we're winning. I mean, obviously, this is why we're winning. Somebody who is big time winning, uh, big yikes for Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, is indeed the congresswoman from Georgia. She's winning because, well, it seems like she's influenced the entire GOP caucus to go directly for the impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene now getting the obvious votes of Jim Jordan, James Comer. Seemingly, Kevin McCarthy, she'll be joining the program in just a second. Ladies and gentlemen, Jim Jordan saying, yeah, we're, we're doing it. We're doing the impeachment inquiry. Watch. Yeah, the same U.S. attorney who tipped off the Secret Service, the same U.S. attorney's office who talked to Gary Shapler's uh, lawyer, is the same U.S. attorney's office who designed the sweetheart deal that was declined by the judge. That's the same guy that Merrick Garland made the special counsel. So, of course, the fix is in. The White House is getting all ready because they know what's likely to happen later this month. The speaker's been clear about this. If we need to go to an impeachment inquiry phase of our oversight work, we will do that. They're getting ready, but we're going to come at this from all angles. Mr. Comer today subpoenaed documents and individuals from DHS and the Secret Service. Chairman Smith has subpoenaed individuals from the IRS who were part of the investigation into Hunter Biden. We have subpoenaed individuals from the FBI who were part of the investigation. We want them in for depositions. So we're coming at this from three sides to get the facts 
for the country. So we know whether we need to go to impeachment inquiry. But it is looking like more and more every day we need to go to that phase of our oversight work. So finally, the messaging has shifted from, oh, I don't know about impeachment to we're doing it. At least we're doing the impeachment inquiry. There's one person in Congress who has straight up said Joe Biden deserved to be impeached from day one. I believe the first day in office. (laughs) Marjorie Taylor Greene, the great congresswoman from Georgia, filed an impeachment article against Joe Biden. The great congresswoman from Georgia joins the show now. Congresswoman, thank you. It seems like you have finally won at least a little bit. Like the you, they are starting. They they have been following you for a long time, and now they are starting to sing the same tune. Is that correct? Am I am I a little op- overly optimistic on this? <laughs> I think you're. I think you're absolutely accurate, Benny. And I really appreciate you pointing out the obvious. Yes, on on Joe Biden's first day in office, I introduced articles of impeachment on the very issue of abuse of power and business deals and corruption when involving Burisma in Ukraine. And I did that because I knew exactly what you knew, Benny, what most people knew that were paying attention to the Hunter Biden laptop story and that were willing to dig for the truth. And so we've had a lot of information all along, but let me tell you something, there is some damning information, even more information that will be coming out soon that will literally uh, start linking money ties uh, directly to Joe Biden. And I'm very excited about that. And I've been I've been calling for impeachment of Joe Biden, uh, like I said, from his first day in office. But I've decided something, Benny. I'm really looking forward to an impeachment inquiry. And here's why. If we vote for impeachment and just a, a vote and impeach him in the House, then the American people, uh, we we do an injustice uh, Mm. for them. We need an impeachment inquiry that is a long, drawn out, extremely painful process for Joe Biden, uh, but not just for Joe Biden. All of the people that worked in his vice president uh, uh, administration, that works in the FBI, that works in the Department of Justice, uh, that works in the service, that works in the archives, that have covered up this information in the Treasury, all of the people involved in this, which I would call one big, very scandalous uh, uh, issue of collusion and racketeering that I believe we could bring RICO charges against all of these people, but because they have conspired to cover up crimes committed by Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and many other people um, to enrich themselves, abusing the most powerful seats of power in the United States of America, And I look forward to months and months and months, as long as it needs to take to draw out the details tediously for the American people and for the media that really want to ignore it. And I I think that is the right thing to do. I really do. I have a series of questions that I'm really fascinated to to learn about this process. However, got to stop and rewind the tape here. What, what do you mean? You've seen new evidence. There are a lot of theories out there of tapes. Greg Kelly saying there's going to be some tapes that drop that prove Biden's bribery. We've heard of the FD 1023 and that there are tapes available of Joe Biden literally committing bribes. What what do you know? What can you tell us right now? Of new evidence? Well, I, I wouldn't say exactly what the new evidence is, but I know it's coming and I know what it is and I'm excited for it to come out. 
Um, I like to present evidence when I have it in hand, not just rumors of evidence. And I think that's the right way to do it, to earn people's trust um, and also to show that I'm committed to telling the truth, not just throwing out inflammatory, salacious sounding things to create headlines or get social media clicks. I think it's so important and it's the right thing to do, Benny, um, not to not to inflame the situation, but just to simply present the truth for the American people, because the truth is so damning and we've already presented so much. Look at what we've uncovered. We've uncovered um, SARS uh, reports in the Treasury, thousands of pages. Then we subpoenaed that information and we got all kinds of bank accounts. Then we showed the wire transfers coming in from countries, uh, foreign nationals, foreign governments, foreign businesses from all over the world going into these fake LLCs managed by the Biden family. And then we, we showed also proof of payments out of these LLCs to all these Biden family members. But now we're digging in the details. And Benny, you did such a good job leading up to our interview here, explaining out and laying out more details that are going to be coming out about how people that worked for then Vice President Joe Biden, how they're involved in covering it up. We have the IRS um, and we have the Secret Service tipping off Hunter Biden before uh, when they were when they were getting ready to for Joe Biden to go into the presidency. They tipped him off and then they stopped the investigation from the IRS. We have so many things that we're about to start presenting, but the real evidence is coming out very soon. And and I look forward for you to be able to tell people about it and for for everyone to report this. And I really hope Americans are paying close attention. Wow. I mean, I do agree with this tactic. We, you know, we've we've spoken before, and I've spoken with a number of your colleagues, and, and now I'm now I'm convinced that the impeachment inquiry is necessary. And there's a reason why I played that uh, so that, that very very f uh, f uh, feline f uh, frenetic energy Washington Post reporter. Uh, re recoiling, right, with horror right. of being asked about Joe Biden's crimes that are like evidenced out for the mass of the American people. I mean, they already know about this stuff, right? But for some reason, the press has this uh, antibody, extreme antibody reaction to this. And it, it, if you were to do this impeachment inquiry in the way that you're talking about, there is no way to ignore it. Am I wrong? Nope. No, there's no way to ignore it. And this is the proper way to do it. And I, I am all for it. And I tell you what, Kevin McCarthy is a yes vote for an impeachment inquiry. Jim Jordan is a yes vote. James Comer, Jason Smith, many, many Republicans are a yes vote for an impeachment inquiry right now. And I'm going to argue that we will see we will see it put into action when we go back to Congress, uh, possibly as early as next week. I'm demanding it. And Benny, I'm so serious about this because I know the evidence is there and I'm so disgusted and embarrassed for our country that we have such a corrupt president that we have allowed to remain in power and that they have colluded and conspired to cover up his crimes. It, it is purely disgusting to me and I will not tolerate it. And that's why I came out very boldly to, a, to my constituents at home at a town hall. And I said, I'm not voting to fund the government until we have an impeachment inquiry. I absolutely will not. And I'm not going to fund the government for any kind of COVID 
mask, vaccine mandates, future vaccines, COVID insanity. It's a mental illness at this point. I'm not going to fund the government for Ukraine to further a war that's just murdering people. And it's and it, what it is doing is it's lining the pockets of Democrats. I, I, I think that money is going into nonprofits and going into all kinds of different types of organizations and looping back and lining the pockets of Democrat candidates. I will not vote to fund that. And I'm not going to vote to fund the weaponized government. I mean, when we are seeing uh, the, the leader of the Proud Boys, Enrique Torres, and he's getting 22 years in prison, and he wasn't even at the Capitol, and we're seeing, we're seeing many others be persecuted in this, I'm absolutely not funding a government that is doing that to the American people. And I won't fund a short-term CR that does any of those things and continues Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden's policy writers. It's time for us to get serious, and, and I'm telling you, things are about to get real when we go back to Washington next week. Buckle up. Buckle up, baby. We've been telling people, buckle up. The GOP is really finally serious. And I think if for the first time in my lifetime, you're going to actually see a muscular GOP majority in the House deliver. And we're excited for it. Thank you, Marjorie, for obviously pushing on these issues. Now, in your home state, back from D.C. in Georgia, of course, you see Fannie Willis, who is l l attempting to lock up Donald Trump. We love, by the way, your avatar uh, on Twitter X. Uh, it's really, really great. <laughs> the Fulton County, the Fulton County avatar there, a uh, a, uh, a symbol, a, a a symbol for our side of uh, being in the right fight. But it is uh, unnerving, quite frankly, for people to watch what's happening to Donald Trump. Can you give us an update from the state of Georgia, like? How is this happening in the state of Georgia? Is there anyone in the state that is, has the guts to fight this? Uh, is any is anything to be done? Uh, what is the uh, outcome that you see in the, in the future? Yeah, thanks for asking me, Benny, because there's a lot of confusion out there about what can be done about it. And while I changed my profile picture to stand in solidarity with President Trump and the other people in Georgia who are being uh, wrongfully charged by Fannie Willis, our out-of-control, uh, Soros-funded Fulton County DA. Um, the situation in Georgia is very grave. We, we do not have the means to impeach her. And I really applaud the efforts of the state senator. He's in my district, actually, mm -hmm. Colton Moore. He introduced articles of impeachment. And I, you know, I'm cheering for him. I think it's great. It's a great step out there. But the votes do not exist in the in the Senate in Georgia or the House to actually impeach her. So while it's a, while it's a, a very good sign, it's it's a good messaging topic. It just is impossible. And, and that's unfortunate, very unfortunate. What's going to happen is starting October 1st, there's going to be sort of like an oversight committee that will be set up um, that will investigate Fannie Willis and will review her conduct. And that board, by law, in the state of Georgia will have the ability to um, uh, basically possibly even remove her from office. So that that's the hope that I have as the board that's being set up on October 1st, um, as well as on Judiciary Committee in Washington. Uh, Jim Jordan announced an investigation. He's investigating Alvin Bragg as well and other st state DAs that are we think they are colluding with Biden's Department of Justice. Um, and we think uh, Fannie Willis's office is also colluding with uh, Jack Smith, the special counsel and Biden's Department of Justice. And once again, while she is charging 
President Trump with RICO and racketeering charges charges for simply using his freedom of speech and saying the election is stolen. It's really the Democrats who are guilty of racketeering and should be charged with RICO charges themselves for the great conspiracy and collusion efforts to to lock people up, to persecute people, to use the, the power of government uh, to stop their political opponents. Um, and, and then more gravely and seriously to destroy freedom of speech in this country um, when it comes to political speech. So that's that's how it looks on the ground in Georgia. Um, so we, we're really going to have to be working hard to do everything we can. Hopefully that that committee that's set up on October 1st will act swiftly and stop uh, Fonnie Willis from what she's doing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, on some level, you, I suppose you have to thank her. We have this giant Trump mugshot in our studio now. It's iconic. Uh, we have the parental advisory Donald Trump mugshot uh, here in the studio. Obviously, you have the the avatar, uh, but also it does seem incredibly uh, uh, corrosive to the system and and quite embarrassing for the state of Georgia. Um, to have these public officials uh, be allowed to continue to serve in office. We did our own sort of research on Fannie Willis and found that she herself questioned the elections in Georgia and how they were conducted in a long series of posts. Uh, and I believe you retweeted this. And it does seem like maybe Fannie Willis is the one who potentially should be charged next for questioning the Georgia elections as she regularly and has consistently done throughout her entire career. Um, so hopefully... Hopefully the house can be cleaned there. We do have a question for you from our Benny Brigade. Our final question for you today, Congresswoman, directly from our supporters, from Evan, asking, will Dr. Fauci be held accountable for his crimes? I feel like he's done so much damage. Uh, and why is he able to walk free? I was not able to visit my grandmother in the nursing home the last few months. She was alive. And I wanted uh, – I really pray that something uh, is able to happen uh, to hold accountable Dr. Fauci. I know he's not on your Christmas list. Uh, what is the Republican House uh, majority doing? Evan, I appreciate your question. And that's the question I'll take back with me to Washington, D.C. And I stand on your side. And I'm so sorry for your loss. Actually, I think Dr. Fauci belongs in prison uh, for what for his advice and for his so-called medical advice uh, was basically uh, tyrannical advice. It wasn't even advice. These mandates and lockdowns that locked away our grandparents where people had to watch your grandparents die on television or just never saw them again and just found out they passed away. Um, that That is purely criminal. I serve on the COVID sub-select uh, sub committee and Dr. Fauci is someone that I look forward to coming in and talking to our committee. Um, I have a lot to say to him. I don't really have any questions. I just have a lot to that he needs to hear directly to his face and, and Evan, uh, on behalf of you, I, I will make sure I remember that your grandmother died locked away, like in a prison. Um, and so, yeah, Dr. Fauci definitely has it coming to him. Benny, I'll tell you something right now. I'm not your typical Republican. And I believe that they, the Democrats opened Pandora's box and we need to use the same tools and weapons back on them as they have done to us. And it it's, should not be let go. None of this should ever be let go. And, and if anyone's walking around with a mask right now, I, they they are either severely brainwashed and we should pity them um, or we should tell them how ridiculous they look. It's absurd. 
Um, but I have my office working on some important legislation. I'm going to be uh, introducing a bill on the House side, a companion bill to J.D. Vance's Senate bill, uh, where we are not going to be funding any school that is forcing mask or vaccine mandates on children. Uh, this is absurd. It's out of control. And I mean, it's it's ridiculous right now. Benny, look at look at Jill Biden vax and boosted. I don't know how many times. And then, oh, she's positive with COVID. It's like that is proof right there that all of this has been an absolute lie. And Dr. Fauci has known it from the beginning. I have a I have a poster board. I'll put it back up out of my out of my office when I when I get back to Washington. That is an email from Dr. Fauci to one of his friends, I think it's back in February of 2020, saying, oh, you don't need to wear a mask. They're absolutely unnecessary. They don't block the transmission of COVID. So he knows it right there. So all of this is is absurd. It's insanity. We will not comply. We will we will shut down every ounce of this country if they try to put these mandates back on us and lockdowns. Yes. Congresswoman, thank you so very much for being on the program. Everyone go over to X and follow the great Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, also with the absolutely stunning avatar there. Congresswoman, always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks for fighting, Benny. I really appreciate you. We have we're happy warriors. is a uh, wonderful time to be able to be joined by people who are not, as they would say, your grandfather's uh, Republican Party. Marjorie Taylor Greene, one of them. It is so valuable to have someone like Marjorie Taylor Greene in the House because she is able to move the Overton window. She's able to like to to change the nexus of thinking uh, for so many of these representatives. Uh, And uh, honestly, she's not a great enemy to have either. So it's good. It's good to make sure that she is in there pushing and putting her shoulder to the wheel uh, for you, for me and for the agenda of America first. Speaking of the agenda of America first, um, I mean, presumably the uh, uh, the most important thing would be transparency and knowledge and understanding of who is running for office, what your government is capable of, what they are doing. Tucker Carlson uh, intends to show that to you tonight with an airing of an interview with Larry Sinclair, the convicted uh, individual who smoked crack and had sex with Barack Obama uh, in 1999. So he claims uh, Sinclair and Tucker will be on a uh, what is to be a wide-ranging interview about Barack Obama's very creepy personal life. Uh, There was a teaser that was tweeted out yesterday Uh, We certainly look forward to watching this one. You're just a guy who's in town for the night, and it sounds like you're looking to party. Yes. Pulled up in a bar outside, and there's this guy that's introduced to me as Barack Obama. I had given Barack $250 to pay for Coke. I start putting a line on a CD tray to snort, and next thing I know, he's got a little pipe and he's smoking. So I just started rubbing my hand along his thigh to see where it was going, and it went the direction I had intended it to go. Even though you had sex with him twice, you did cocaine with him, watch him smoke crack twice. You had no idea who he was. I had no idea who he was. Can you just ask the obvious question? What was Obama like on crack? Um, is, is it your sense that that's who Obama is, just transactional or that he's bisexual or like, what is this? It definitely wasn't Barack's first time. And I would almost be willing to bet you it wasn't as long. 
the guy's running for president and credible information comes out that he's smoking crack and having sex with dudes, that seems like a story. Well, it would be a story if the media really cared about telling people the truth. This is what Marjorie Taylor Greene just said, and I think it's very profound. Turnabout is fair play. You have to be able to drink the medicine that you're giving to other people. And Democrats ran day and night with credible accusations about Brett Kavanaugh, credible accusations about Donald Trump, Stormy Daniels. Let's make Stormy Daniels lawyer president. Do you remember President Avenatti? Michael Avenatti, the guy who's doing federal hard time right now? He's such a scumbag. The credible accusation is incredible. How that line only applies to the accusers of Republicans. It's only credible. And that means that we are able to essentially give it the give this these charges the veneer of coverage and credibility because we say so. So every person, Jeannie Carroll, Stormy Daniels, every person that Stormy Daniels, I think, has to pay Donald Trump's legal fees because she's such a fraudulent liar, like this fully discredited her lawyers in prison. It's like fully discredited scam. And that all you heard about day and night is Stormy Daniels. They're trying to try to put Donald Trump in jail for Stormy da- for a nuisance lawsuit against Stormy Daniels um, 2015 in New York. So, yeah, these credible accusations. We're going to apply the same rule. OK, drink your medicine, libs. This is these are credible accusations against the real president, the third term president, Barack Obama. So we're going to listen to him. And we're going to give you all the information. Ladies and gentlemen, sometimes there are dark things that happen in the world and we can't get everything, can't get everything that we want. But the best we can get is justice, ladies and gentlemen. At the very end, we will have justice. Christians, those who believe in God, know that justice is coming in this life or the next. We can walk up with our heads upright. We can walk into the profound light with salt and light we carry forward with our verse of the day, Isaiah 46. Even to your old age and gray hairs, I am he. I am he who will sustain you. I have made you and will carry you. I will sustain you and I will rescue you. Hmm. Seem like America needs some rescuing right now? Yeah, yes. And this is the creator of the universe saying, doesn't matter how old you are. doesn't matter how long you live. I am here. I created you and I will carry you. As a father, this has this is a great verse for me. I carry my kids every single day. And my three-year-old is perfectly capable of walking throughout the house, uh, anywhere she goes, anywhere she wishes to go. And uh, she often asks, Dad, I carry me. And I think about that from a philosophical and spiritual sense. Like sometimes you just need to be carried. Sometimes you just simply need to be carried by the one who brought you into this world. All of us do. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a moment where we should set our eyes upon true hope and set our hearts upon the light. Stand upright and march forward, Christian soldiers. It's your boy, Benny. What up to the Benny Brigade? Shout out, and we will see you tomorrow. See ya.